0: Wow, this is going back in time, and reliving some special memories. I had been wanting to come to China or Taiwan for a long time, uh, studied Chinese in school, majored in Chinese studies. The question was, will it be Taiwan or China? And basically I made the decision on Taiwan because at the time I felt well, both places would probably have a massive culture shock kind of impact on my life. I thought the culture shock would probably be a lot less in Taiwan and of, and, of course, much greater in China, this being back around 1987 or so. And also, too, I had a lot more contacts and information about life in Taiwan. I had a lot of classmates that had come here to Taiwan to study, study and teach, etc. So, basically, I made the decision to come here. Plus, I had one contact here. I had a, a buddy that was a... A childhood buddy of a college uh, classmate of mine and his uh, nickname was crack. His real name is Chris And of course at the time in the, in the late 80s The drug crack was In in the news every day. It was really reaching epidemic proportions So anytime you mention his name you always got looks and and people kind of wondering what you're talking about but uh, anyway uh, moving up to the time I actually uh, made the decision Saved up, decided to move here, was going to get in touch with Craig. Had no way of, had no direct contact for him uh, prior to leaving the States. Did have two contact numbers for him. And both of these were friends that uh, either owned or worked in pubs that he frequented. So with that in mind, bought my ticket, China Airlines, one-way. At that time, their, their visa conditions still accepted a one-way ticket. Now I don't think you can do that. But anyway get on the plane and uh, met some American business guys that was sitting next to and talk to them. And in conversation, they said, so what are you doing? You know, you know how it is in conversation, make small talk, what are you doing, what am I doing? And when they heard what I'm doing, they're like, wait a second, so you're moving to Taiwan? So you have a job there? I'm like, no, but what? Like, no, I said, you know, I I speak the language, I'm coming here because I want to, uh, you know, work on language proficiency, And uh, so I have a goal. I mean, there's a a method to my madness. I'm not just randomly coming here with nothing better to do. And I do, in fact, know someone. Oh, so is your friend going to meet you at the airport? I'm like, no. Oh, but your friend knows you're coming, though, right? I'm like, um, no. And they're like, you know, their eyes are going saucer size on me. And he doesn't know you're coming. Like. No, but I have a couple contacts from oh some mutual friends. Like well, yeah, they they uh, own or work at pubs, and then you know getting those weird looks again, and they're shaking their head. But I'm not I'm not worried about it. And uh, found a little bit uh, more about their business, and they're doing something in plastic injection mold tooling, which I didn't know much about, but found out a little bit about. And I'm talking, they they said, well, you know, Mark, our our guy in Taiwan, the, the company we're dealing with that we buy our tooling from. We think we uh, could probably use a guy like you, so if you like, we can make an introduction and maybe maybe you could work there. And so sure enough, we exchange information. Actually, that was my first job in Taiwan. I worked for a Taiwanese trading company, which simply means it's an export company. They don't make anything themselves. They're just an agent. This one kind of specialized in engineered products, which would be tooling and precision machining that kind of thing, which, as I mentioned before, I knew little about, but it was a good opportunity to uh, learn a little bit more about and in any case it was a lead and, and something that was potentially more interesting than teaching English which most of my friends have told me that is so easy to do in Taiwan it's so easy to find English teaching jobs you can virtually step one foot off the airplane and just find work teaching teaching English so that's one of the reasons I I was very confident uh, knowing that I could achieve my um, Chinese uh, language fluency, aims, and also sustain myself. Wor- worst case scenario, I can teach English and make a living doing that, and also at the same time look for other opportunities in business, which is what I had experience in, uh, more interested. In. So I'd have to say overall that this plane ride and the conversation and just the feeling I had was one of great hope and excitement, as well as being adventure. Um, you know, to, to finally be doing what I thought about for a long time and planned about for quite a while was rather exciting. One of the uh, big inspirations I had in, in making this decision and making this move is I had a, a good friend, John, who owned a couple of different businesses and had become a good friend. Fortunately, he got sick from an old army injury that he had. Wasn't able to do very much, and for that matter, towards the end of his life, was pretty much a shut-in, so I spent quite a bit of time with him, and we talked about a lot of different things, and one thing he said, Mark, you know, I know you have this dream, and I really encourage you to make a move on it, and I, I totally, that totally resonated with me, because I guess I had this one picture in my head that the worst thing in life would be is someday I wake up, and I'm an old man sitting on the edge of my bed and asking myself, why didn't I take that chance when I had it. Why didn't I do the thing I wanted to do? Why didn't I follow the dream that I had when I wanted to? Because the worst thing I could think of in life is to die having regrets.